Hey guys, I'm sitting, and this is not episode 19. Uh, uh, Ash, Ash was away, and John was unavailable, uh, and so we're doing a Q&A, which hopefully you heard about before this video suddenly showed up, uh, but if not, uh, sorry, uh, come join us on Discord. Um, and uh, yeah, so they're away, and we're kind of heading into a big deal, so instead we're going to do a Q&A. And hopefully that doesn't seem too kind of navel self gazy and self-important. Self yeah. Um, so we're, we're we're hanging down. I'm actually sitting, um, and we're we're gonna sit here. We're gonna relax. I've got I got some tea. I got some popcorn, and we're gonna go through some questions that were provided to us on Discord uh, by our folks. If you're on YouTube, hey, you can follow along as I scroll through. Um, I don't know how well you'll be able to see, but I mean. It looks readable for me. Uh, and uh, if you're on podcast, well, you'll just have to listen to us say the question out loud. Anyways, um, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to do this for a little bit and uh, hang out and kill some time and kind of hang out with you. Um, next time we do this, we might try and do it live, maybe even like on Twitch or something like that. Right. Yeah, I know. The, the Craig, Craig, Craig has the has the right face. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I have streamed before. Um, I'm OK with that. And just, you know, answering questions is OK. But at least this time around, we've had some chance to look at these questions. That's a lie. I haven't looked at these questions at all. So I'm super excited to see what we <laughs> actually have. Um, so also, this hair thing is driving me nuts. <laughs> um, so. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to just start firing off some questions. Oh, though, first, I mentioned this a moment ago to them, and I'm going to mention it to you guys. Um, episode 18, all those ritual casts, we totally, well, we, I totally screwed up the rules on yantras for ritual casts. You should not be able to include as many yantras as you want. When they're referencing that in the book, they just mean, hey, it's a ritual cast. You have all the time you want to use as many yantras. You're still limited by your gnosis. Therefore, uh, most of the group should only been using two yantras and uh, weird this year can use three. Oops. So they got off some really cool high powered spells that they probably shouldn't have been able to. But it's OK because this alpha wolf is going to kill them anyway. So whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, starting us off. Um, it's a uh, kind of out of character question, but related to the game. How did you come up with your Spotify playlists? I didn't make uh, one, so. <laughs> yeah, kind of randomly, <laughs> um, which is fitting for weird. Um, I was just looking for things in the Celtic theme and time and fate and that kind of stuff. So pulled up some suggestions and that led me to other suggestions and I sort of built the list organically from that there wasn't there wasn't a big overarching plan or anything i was just kind of poking around and finding stuff i liked that seemed to fit yeah um yeah i mean i know that songbird himself is a big metal fan so this is kind of like not just a playlist about him but like probably part of his playlist sure um and so i was going for a lot of just um you know european metal and then uh some old classics and then i started just throwing you know anything with like a you know, as far as like particular songs to pick a lot of things that kind of fit with the obrimos path uh or with like you know, kind of his personality so you got you know one man army from Inciferum and uh uh crack the sky from the new amana amana Marth album which is oh, which amazing I still haven't 
listen to it. It's yeah. so fucking good. <laughs> um, Normally not uh, a huge fan of them, but I enjoyed them in oh, doses. They're, they're wonderful. And I always like to throw an arch enemy when I can because uh, female-fronted death metal is fucking awesome. And super rare. The yep. proverbial unicorn of, uh, of metal. So cool. Yep. Uh, scroll on on. What was the inspiration for the characters? I mean, for storyteller characters, I have the advantage of going, this is a cool character. I don't have to level them up and I can just decide that this is what this character is. And hey. And so, yeah, like um, for, for me, one of my favorite characters is Rebecca. And you guys haven't seen like even the first part of what she can do in her backstory so i'm very excited uh i'm, I'm glad that at least ash and gabe excuse me Travis and gabe are going to be hanging out with the guys so hopefully we'll see more from rebecca but yeah um yeah i mean i i've talked about this on the discord a little bit um before but uh, always happy to talk about myself and my characters because i'm <laughs> kind of self-indulgent like that i don't know um but uh, Songbird was originally supposed to be a female. Um, and we decided that uh, two big bearded dudes playing, playing women was, I don't know, whatever. Uh, so I was like, I kind of was like, all right, that's fine. I'll kind of rework. And so uh, I kept a lot of the same kind of character traits and, and inspiration. You know, I was originally going to pull like some Ronda Rousey and some like Becky Lynch from WWE. Had, had you talked about doing a luchador even at one point? Uh, I mean, I mentioned not necessarily luchador, but a professional wrestler. Right. Background, that's right. Mm -hmm. But not like goofy, just like, Hey, this is, you know, a big acting on stage because I mean, in Songbird has this too, you know, he's got a lot of skill points in social situations and yep. he's just as good as of a face as he is um, actually fighting. And um, so um, the kind of shit talking, like big crowd, crowd pleasing aspect of like Conor McGregor and uh, the very like death metal vibe of Aleister Black or uh, his old wrestling name is Tommy fucking end. Um, <laughs> I'm a okay. huge fan of him. He's this like a uh, Dutch, like actual Satanist wrestler. Uh, big fan for sure. Um, so for me, it was uh, just reading through the book when we first got our hands on it. Um, the the canthus really struck out at me, and and reading through the descriptions of the various sort of they have like a couple of three examples mm -hmm. of what a canthus are like, and it immediately hit on me from Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. And need to see that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not necessarily the movie or the series or whatever with the book, but so. Dirk Gently has a habit of whenever he needs to go somewhere, he just finds somebody who looks like they know where they're going and follows them. Now, he never ends up where he intended to go, but he always ends up where he needed to be. And that kind of struck me as sort of the acanthus, where do I need to go? What do I need to do? Well, I don't really know what it is, but fate will take me to where I need to be. And so that was kind of where I went from that. And then building on some of the Celtic mythos um and like uh, the witches from macbeth and that kind of stuff the, the literal the hands, weird sisters yeah the, the literal weird sisters um like the three fates right the uh the matron the maiden and the crone um and that kind of imagery so i'm expecting some of that to change as we move on but that was sort of where i was coming from always the the hand behind the hero mm -hmm. you know either breaking or making the situation i mean we i think we can all agree that weird is like hobo doctor who in a chronicles of darkness setting 
Yeah, it's pretty pretty accurate. Has it? Has she, I don't think Weird has quite leaned into "I'm here to save the day" the no. way Doctor Who does. But yeah, especially with the TARDIS and the like. I think well, the we're just gonna end up some more to do with that for sure. Yeah, that's true. It's definitely we're not we're not. I don't think any of us are heroes. Uh no, I don't. I don't take anybody as being a hero, especially since that's a bad thing in Beast. But you know, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think anybody is out to save the day. Um, though so far, you guys have all expressed at least a little bit of interest in keeping people alive where possible. You guys haven't messed with sleepers in a like overly negative way, though. I guess Bayman got was was willing to if necessary, but. Yeah, I had made all the preparations for it to happen. Yeah. yeah, well, and bear in mind, he still has all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. You know, so should should the need arise. Uh, moving on, we have a question from Songbird. What? Uh, but yeah, I appreciate it. Well, this. to be fair, not not too many people would ask any questions at this point. Yeah. yeah I didn't know it was about going. to pop off. But before we get into that, can I reflect <laughs> oh, yeah. this back on you? Is Rescue One canon or did you pull that out of your head? Um, actually, it is sort of canon. Rescue one is not, but uh, yeah, the vampire, uh, vampire, a werewolf pack book, which I love to death because it's literally about okay, let's get the gang together and let's talk about everybody who's involved in the pack as a um, as a character, or even um, it has suggestions for everybody make a bunch of characters and mm-hmm. the gameplay is okay. These characters are going to go up. You're going to play so and so. You're going to play so and so. Go. And while they're doing that, you guys are going to play these characters and they're doing this thing. And it's all about playing the whole pack. And I'm like, that's really cool. Never going to story tell that because it would make my brain explode. <laughs> mm-hmm. But one of the examples is a pack and it's a bunch of firefighters and it's it's almost verbatim. That sounds Rescue like one. werewolf meets Ars Magica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a, a it references that book references a couple other things like that. So, um, yeah, and it's a very different troop play. And you can do the same thing with Geist. Mm-hmm. guys 2e because they have like the actual the guys yeah the crew yeah um because you have the actual sin eaters you have the um mediums and like people in the know who deal with ghosts and then you have like oh yeah by the way here's rules to make a ghost character and you know how and so uh gabe has had a couple tweaks uh using that that's uh, one of the discussions we talked about with um with memories uh because that's one of their kind of things mm-hmm. so Mm-hmm. cool thank you uh yeah and then songbird's question was the most unexpected or wildest thing we've done so far from a storyteller perspective i legitimately was surprised that you guys were like phantasm society we're gonna have to gun these guys down we're gonna have to ambush them we might have to kill these i'm like what have i done to suggest that these were bad guys like they were interacting with a ghost you don't know in what way and you guys went straight to the negative which i mean like oh yeah we're dealing with the underworld i can understand that but it's like let's do some investigation i was very glad when you guys started to read into okay hang on this might be something uh you know and especially when um i was very pleased when uh when weird when called up showed up help do you guys you guys know anything about this uh this phantasm society i was like chodel was able to go nope never heard of them and weird immediately went hang on there's well something else is going on here and i was like okay hold this this might get us in the right direction so um those those first few sessions we were all kind of spoiling for a fight though like we were looking oh yeah yeah our heads against something yeah no and it's 
definitely one of those things that I'm like, I definitely need to introduce a little bit more combat to this. Um, so yeah, well, we'll definitely see some more now that I have a better feel for what you guys can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I have to remember, it's really hard to kill a mage. Like at the end of the day, a mage can run away or remove themselves from a situation. You have things like, I'm just going to be invisible now, or I'm going to send somebody to the stratosphere, or I'm just going to luck into somebody like driving by and I can grab onto the back mm-hmm. of their truck or, you know, there's a lot of that stuff. So. Yeah. yeah Bama could start co-locating. Well, no, mm, not quite yet. <laughs> Just uh, keep rubbing salt in that wound, yep. dude. And it it hurts me personally because, like, if I can't play a Moros, I am playing a playing a warlock, and it's all about that space. Like, I like Shodel. Shodel is nearly my character. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. I'm just going to be there now, and I'm just gonna like you can't stop me. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, continuing on. Uh, yeah, I guess like the second half of this question was. And oh yeah yeah for you some guys of, some of this is like you know less i don't know it, it's feeling more self-aggrandizing with only the two of us here but that's okay <laughs> uh it's like um you know what what have we found what have the characters found totally surprising about each other like what is the kind of the thing that made you know weird go hmm the generosity of songbird personally yeah. like completely just open up his home yak whatever we're we're a group now and i'm gonna look after you guys and the, the whole welcoming aspect that i was not expecting that so that was kind of cool for me i mean plus, plus the shit you can do to yourself yeah like yeah. how deadly you can make yourself yeah shit's wild for sure yeah, yeah. uh all, we'll all the mages how well all, it pays off right yeah, yeah. All the mages have the, uh, this great ability to do all sorts of stuff to themselves and the environment around them, except for Acanthus, which is one of the reasons Acanthus drives me nuts, but I feel less bad because it's like, oh, you're in a real fight now. Uh, I can make you take a little more damage and you're going to hurt yourself as much as you hurt me, um, which um, <clears throat> for those of you who are caught up on episode 18, um, m- monkey's paw uh is i believe no not monkey's paw yeah, um yeah. shared fate what oh shared fate is the one yeah. that yeah if you're gonna hurt me you're gonna take whatever you give me it's the same type of damage so if a attack does so like it would be the same like oh it's a gunshot wound which to you would do lethal damage but to a mm-hmm. vampire does bashing damage yep they would so, take lethal no they would the vampire would like if got got shot would take bashing and then the person shooting the vampire would take lethal it would be as if they were hit by the same attack okay yep uh so yeah i'm like oh you're arguing this the opposite way around like the vampire shoots a gun and then (laughs) no um so yeah it, Um, it has a little bit it's not quite as crazy op as i thought it was it's still going to be absolutely devastating because that plus um the uh grievous wound or uh grave misfortune that's the one that's going to really really set things off so that'll be interesting what was that um, uh, wasn't yeah yeah go for it i think songbird's biggest surprise has been i don't know because i feel like songbird is definitely way more open 
like not just with like with his house but like with his totally. goals and his like mm-hmm. everything so i think and that's a, lot a of that very is him. Just like, thing too oh yeah for sure it's like yep, this is sort of my religion sort of thing so um but i think the most surprising thing was um mammon's um sort of business proposition mm-hmm. and just being like yeah this is what we're gonna do you got any input on this because like other than that mammon's like yep this is what we're this is my thoughts this is what i do like mostly keeps him to himself but this was kind of seemed like the first kind of hint at yeah his sort of goals and what he wants to do yeah knowing knowing mammon's backstory and the character as explained to me by john i'm very excited to see where that character progresses because mm-hmm. right now like because i know i'm like oh you guys should like man and i realize wait you guys have no reason to have any real opinions about him he's so, kind of just a snarky dick right uh which uh I, I i i have word from the inside sources that uh john's wife has watched the show and said yeah, so Mammon is just a one-dimensional, you know, jerk. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so rough. Uh, and but and John knows it, John, because Mammon, Mammon does not share share much. And when you're a when you're a Mastigos, you're a warlock, and it's all about connections and mm-hmm. you know what people know, like sympathetic names, like people knowing your name. That's literally all they need. And now they can do stuff at a distance. And you don't even have to be a very good space mage. As soon as you have two dots in space, now distance does not matter. If you're willing to spend the one reach and the one mana, they can reach you anywhere. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely interesting. I'm very curious to see where that goes. Uh, so scrolling on with the question, if we're if we're good, um, we have the next question. What do you guys think of Mage Awakening's predecessor, Mage the Ascension? I have no experience. Yeah, I have I have read some of it. I'm not a huge fan of the way they handle um, different groups where like everything is just powered by sheer belief. And so you have these guys and they do magic one way and you have these guys who do magic a completely other way. And it's all the same. And it you know all follows the same rules. And I'm just like, I like Mage Awakenings like everything kind of works you know people may have different ways of doing magic but it's all from the same source it's the soul awakening and i like that it's um ascension as i've read it and like i said i don't have a bunch of experience with this is more about belief and the reason magic doesn't work around uh, normal people is because they don't believe in magic and they have Mm -hmm. the technocracy which is all about technology and making people not believe in magic and and i'm just like i kind of like the awakenings you know background a little bit more so yeah uh, like like from from my very little experience of it uh yeah mage the ascension is is much more like i'm gonna be a magician like you can do a lot of different crazy things and yeah shit goes off the rail real fast um but i just i like the core premise of mage the awakening better Mm -hmm. i think I agree with you. Kind of this, you know, the Matrix meets, you know, I'm going to just do a bunch of wild magic shit. Yep. And uh, I also like that um, in Awakening, the big bad, like, overarchs are also mages. 
mm-hmm. and they're also doing, you know, uh, and they want to keep magic for themselves, but they will occasionally team up with the pentacle or good guy, air quotes, heavy air quotes, <laughs> good guy mages um, to like, OK, hang on. Let's not let the sleepers die. Also, let's not let the abyss in. Let's go kill the Scalesti, you know, so you have that kind of stuff where the bad guys are more um, relatable. They're not, you know, mustache twirling, you know, evil yeah. villains. Um, I mean, they're definitely evil because they want to keep all the power to themselves. But but yeah, again, yeah, I, I mean, don't have a I, lot of experience with it. I think, um, you know, compared to some of the, you know, if you're talking like the kind of alignment range that the different kind of splats play in, like mage is very sort of neutral based, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, you know, Werewolf the Forsaken is fairly good aligned mm-hmm. for, for the most part. Yep. Um. And you know, vampire goes definitely evil skewed for sure. Yeah. Uh, at even, least the way most people the, want to play it. Right. And even the nicest vampire, generally speaking, if they're if they're hunts able, down human and bites them. Right. Well, I mean, if I remember correctly, at blood potency, like one in two, you can get away with eating animals, but you'll never be able to go higher than that. Right. And you know, so that's you know, um, and it, I don't remember that they have an easy way to increase humanity. Like once they start to lose humanity, it's just kind of lost. I, I, mm. It's been a bit since I've looked at that, but yeah. So yeah, to I mean to to answer the question directly, we don't have a lot of experience about it, but we really like awakening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, that kind of like naturally leads us. We can like skip around, I think, a little bit. Oh sure. Do you have another you wanna, question? They see. Um, what is the next COD game that y'all would like to try or play after Mage? Oh, dude. Uh, if, if you haven't paid attention, <laughs> Geist, um, Geist, I'm very, very excited about. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, if the Patreon takes off and I can like do this full time, I will totally be running a Geist game and probably a third, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but I will definitely be running a Geist game uh, because it has very similar like, hey, you can be good guys. Um, and, you know, one of the end goal things for our crew is yeah you guys storm the underworld you find a section of it and you take it over and you make it a nice place <laughs> and that's your end game is to make a section of the underworld a nice place to live what about you guys craig i, I don't really have much experience outside of the major awakening oh yeah that's true because I, I remember mentioning i i invited craig and, and he was like yeah sure what's mage I was like, well, it's a world of <laughs> darkness. He goes, I've heard of that. And I'm going, ah. <laughs> so, yeah, because, uh, yeah, you have, let's see, um, going through the major Chronicles of Darkness splats, you've got Vampire the Requiem, which is all about monsters trying to ma- hang on to their humanity or just giving it up. Uh, werewolf the Forsaken, which is your werewolf spirits, boundaries, balance stuff. You've got Geist, which we've talked about. Uh, Changeling the Lost is really kind of interesting that's the whole you know been kidnapped by Faye. uh no their arcadia is not the supernal arcadia and i'm sticking to that um and you know you come back and you find out you've been replaced by a doppelganger and you no longer look like you but nobody can tell that and that's a that's a pretty slick one um mummy the cursed super excited about second edition very curious to see what, how that starts off because it's like you awaken, you're a mummy, you have a ton of powers, and you barely have any of your own memories. All you'd remember is you were set here to guard something and to serve, and uh, there you have a cult to serve you. Right away, you ha- are at the most powerful, and as you progress through the game, you lose power 
until you fall dormant again kind of thing. So it's very different. I feel like I'm missing. Oh, Promethean. Oh, yeah, Beast. Uh, Yeah, so you got Promethean where you basically play Frankenstein and the end result is I've learned enough about humanity and I've changed my class enough and completed all these the, the the pilgrimage and I become human and I get a real soul and I become a real boy and that's your happy <laughs> and then you and and it's like wow that's really great oh right you live in the world of darkness um not not the best um, I'm saying it's not gonna go great but right um and and it uh and it leaves it kind of open because it's uh it, basically it is retroactive so you have always been human. And so mm-hmm. everybody always remembers you as being human now, whether or not you have your old memories, that's a whole other thing. So that that's a really fun one. Uh, and again, a little bit more good aligned, uh, very mm-hmm. exploring, and you kind of uh, you know deal with people assaulting you. Hunter, that's the one I was thinking of. Hunter, classic, you're just a guy with a shotgun and there's bad, creepy things in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, some sort of voice in your head telling you to go hunt down this person. Well, and these things. That's and... um, that's more um, Hunter. Um, uh, that's more of the the previous version. Now oh, it's okay. yeah. Now it's just like you you've noticed stuff and and you no, know, a lot of it is you've kind of snapped kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and so you. But yeah, you're you're Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or uh, but that one has. So and I'm super excited about second edition for that because they range from you have some local groups all the way up to global groups that you can join. So like let's play Blade, but mm-hmm. you know, we're not vampires. <laughs> yep. And you know, some of them are like, oh, they're super mundane. And they, you know, and like the union is just like a bunch of guys and they communicate over the internet and they share stuff and like, oh, I've seen this thing. Oh yeah, well, this is how you deal with that. And they share that information and they and but that's all they are up to uh, the government military wing of vampire hunters uh, or um, uh, what is it? The Lucifuge? I can't remember exactly uh, what their name is, but they're straight up like D&D warlock fiend warlocks. They're like, oh, yeah, we've made deals with the devil. Uh, we have demon blood. Yeah. We're in, and you're know, very metal uh, beast. So I think as far as my answer to this question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. Get um, back to the question. Sorry. As before we range through literally all the splats. Um, beasts I find really interesting. I don't know how well it works as a whole group of beasts. Mm-hmm. You know, from what I've understood, it, it's kind of made to like go along with the werewolf pack or go along with the vampire, mm-hmm. whatever their things are called. Coterie. Coterie. Um but uh yeah vessels are pretty or beasts are pretty cool you know like your soul got eaten by a fairy like classic fairy tale sort of soul monster um and like found a way inside uh you and the thought of being like a giant or a dragon or something like that but kind of just metaphorically for the most part um it's pretty cool um i really like werewolf i I really like werewolf. Yep. <laughs> that's that's my answer. <laughs> uh, the thought of a like Kaleth that is a uh, comic book artist and like uses Use some of her tell your uses it to yeah. tell the stories and stuff like that is kind of my what I, what I would play given that opportunity. Um, but yeah. 
after throwing all those splats at you, Craig, is any of them that you go, hmm, maybe I should read about that more? <laughs> well, I've done a little bit of reading about Changeling. That sounded kind of interesting. The whole Seely Unseely Court and and mm-hmm. like fairy politics and stuff like that. Like that's uh, kind of scratches an itch for me a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I figured it would. Uh, yeah, it's, it's one I need to I, I have the second edition book. I need to sit down and read it some more because I had. No immediate plans to put them into uh, into the Occultist Anonymous game. Um, we have to go do some more mage stuff before I pull in another yeah. splat. But that sounds uh, about right. yeah, uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, real quick uh, question here uh, for uh, Bipolar Bear. Uh, what's your screencasting kit? Uh, did I make that overlay myself? Um, screencasting kit I put together myself with OBS. And no, I didn't make the overlay myself. I have a tremendously sexy graphic designer <laughs> that happens to live with me and is also my wife. Uh, and so I beg on my knees and be, I please, please, I need this thing. And I describe how it, how it, uh, how I need it to look and she makes it and and then she says, also, your design sucks. Here, let me fix that. Um, actually, I think it started with, I believe Craig's daughter said, hey, by the way, why are their faces so small? And I went, that's a really yeah. good, a really <laughs> good point. Uh, so I, uh, I I begged Amanda and we, we fixed that up. Um, and uh, yeah, some of that dead space will get filled when we get art in, which mm-hmm. is supposed to be done by the end of June. Soon. So, uh, so yes, thank you for that question. Um, Hopefully, none of us are dead before the art comes in. Well, if we'll just put a we'll, we'll put up a little rip in memorial, and we'll just put that over. Yeah. Um. Cool. Um. Let's see here. We'll come back to Chris's question later. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, um. Yeah. Out of all of the splats enemies you have to pick from, from which would uh. From which do you think would give the Cabal the most challenge given their skill set and abilities? Werewolves will suck because (laughs) they have spirits and the Cabal has absolutely no defense against spirits. They can't even see them. Uh, I guess they can call up Shanna if they realize they have a werewolf problem. Because that's half of mage, right? Realizing that you have a problem. Now mm-hmm. we can do something about it. The first step is admitting you have a problem. Right. Yeah. Uh, call up Shanda. Hope she's still in New York. Um, and and see if she can help you out a little bit. But even then, uh, yeah. Uh, nobody has her as a ally, uh, as the merit uh, or retainer or anything like that. So uh, mechanically, uh, she's not getting into any fights with y'all. Uh, same thing with Onyx when when the three werewolves showed up. No, that was the Bamin and, and Songbird show, and Onyx was like, "I ain't I ain't getting involved in this." So, Bye. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, werewolf would be would be really rough on them, and so would Hunter. Depending on the Hunter, they wouldn't even be able to use magic easily. Oh yeah, because yeah, they're sleepers. Yeah, depending that would on suck. Depending on which <laughs> which hunter type they are, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So little, uh, well, no, uh, I won't tell you any future plans. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, hunter would be a little rough depending on what hunter. Uh, some of them will want to kill you because you're witches and sorcerers, and others will be like, "Oh, we've heard about you. Hey, we need we need a hand." And mm-hmm. yeah, um, and much much more difficult to figure out are these guys going to want to kill me or not? Because even within the same category of hunter. Some of them are going to want to kill you, and some are going to be like, "Oh, you guys are okay." Uh, yeah, 
Though, of course, Deviant hasn't come out yet, so I don't know how Deviant is going to be, because Deviant is like, hey, you wake up and somebody has messed with you, and you are now, somebody did something ritually, or they mad scientist you, or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to read that book and see all the different options, because it could range all the way from, you know, 11 from Stranger Things to fucking Wolverine mm-hmm. to, like, yeah, there's definitely a lot of potential in that sort of of thing of depending on how many different you know sort of you know path and order sort of analogs that yeah, they the have racing included. class combos the yeah. racing class combo sort of things that would be interesting uh what was mammon's awakening like i know you don't sorry we'll get <laughs> we'll get john in for for another qa blame john. So, yeah yeah blame john we but, don't uh, know either so yeah, which uh, I and he 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 wrote up what his awakening was, and uh, I I really dig it. Um, it's it's similar to Songbirds in the like there was a moment, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden everything just clicked, and I was like, and the particular moment and everything, and the reaction afterwards, I'm like, yeah, that really tells you a lot about Maven. Unfortunately, you guys don't know anything about it yet. Uh, yeah, I think that it's it's funny that like. In I talked about this earlier with like Songbird probably being the most open about his goals and desires and everything is that I also think I am the most open as a player like in our Discord chat and everything like that I definitely am one like hey this is probably what I'm going to be doing this is cool check it out uh, and, and meanwhile John is going does John does nothing he's like <laughs> Project yeah, Canary <laughs> Project Canary he doesn't even tell us in game we're just like yeah you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I like it though it's cool yep. to have that different range of sort of playstyles and everything. Oh, this this will be a very, very good Craig question. How does each mage feel about their old life as a sleeper? Because hmm. we've been literally watching like weird investigate her own awakening and taking a look at some of this stuff. I'm very curious because actually that's another one. You guys don't know weird's background. It's true. Um, yeah, I talk about a little bit of my logs and stuff like that as my internal monologuing. But yeah, nothing came out in game. Um weird thinks of the time before her awakening as as it was a different person mm-hmm. um so she's not doing the straddling of fallen life and awakened life like that's that person doesn't exist anymore she's now just weird and that's just how she kind of views it there was a definite well it wasn't a clean cut <laughs> or anything right. it was really messy but when she came through Oh, the other side of that transformation, it was like her old life didn't wasn't a thing anymore. And now this is just who she is. Um, so uh, that'll be interesting to explore some of that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I think Atratus is kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she well, and I think hers is was probably even more before even her awakening. I feel like she was just like she was over between her parents already gone, Gabe dying. And stuff like that. I think uh, Emily, Emily Miller, was already headed that direction of just cutting, cutting ties, and then this awakening, you know, really giving her something different. So, yeah, I'm very curious uh, what she thinks about it. I know she's she's definitely made comments in in Discord about how she she hates the idea that Emily Miller is still her sympathetic name. She's like, mm-hmm. ah, she's over that. I'm like, no, that that life is still there. It's still it's still yeah. help make you you. Songbird, of course, has no old sleeper life. Songbird is just <laughs> Songbird is just it's like a little different, laying yeah. himself all out there. Eh. That'd be right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and and I think and and based on the 
the long-term aspiration that you have. I feel like Songbird considers the old life like there were some parts of it that he's not happy with now that he wants yeah. to change. Yeah, that I he think, was okay with a lot before. of that was yeah, like being being rich and famous, like you'll kind of let you know some hangers on a crew and you know you'll kind of you know if you're happy enough you'll ignore some problems and stuff like that and so then like having the world unveiled to him and then it's like all right well we need to fix some of this shit yeah um, especially with prime and abrimos and like oh, truth yeah. being yeah 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 words of words of truth being like you know especially new praxis for me and everything like that like um yeah uh how how do i feel about my old life as a sleeper though is uh incomplete mm-hmm. it, like song like there's a reason that songbird doesn't have like a distinct separation because like this magic stuff is now that that part missing part right so it's like he doesn't want to cut ties with his old life um you know he still wants to uh possibly even get back in the ring which is gonna be i'm sure just oh yeah no, I, I, I have absolutely no plans for that no uh, <laughs> yeah no that's 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 what i'm really looking forward to because that that is gonna introduce some really interesting stuff uh just i mean mostly drama there will obviously be some dangers but because uh, sure. i mean anything you do as a mage eventually somebody's gonna notice so you know mm-hmm. it's gonna generate some but also stuff. like you know you talk about the you know your your nimbus like leaking out along yep. your connective connective ties and stuff like that and you know i don't i have not done magic around any of my old right old life people yet yep but you still have those connections so once once right. your gnosis starts to creep up yeah it'll start happening for sure yep um why why does why does the gym always feel like there's braveheart is playing in the background <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that, that is kind of weird i don't know <laughs> um so uh i'm gonna scroll back because uh i i really like this question and i really wish we had the whole party here but uh yeah um, chris asked um is there a character detail or personality trait from character creation you found it hard to get across and play and conversely what is something about your character you've discovered only after getting into the game because this is I from from a player, this is one of those things that I always enjoy because like you make a character and then you get in and about two sessions in, you realize I need to add some notes because the character I had in my head is not what I've got on the table. Right. So, John, you want to or Craig, you want to lead us off with that? I've uh, I had um, a little bit of difficulty leading into the vices mm-hmm. side of things. Um, just. So like um that's maybe a little weird but the the way i characters don't create don't they don't just exist on paper for me they're like people that live in my head yep sure so they like pop into my head fully formed and like we have discussions about how they are and what their personalities are like and stuff like that for me so i had a pretty good idea of what uh what weird was like but like trying to to demonstrate the vice was difficult for me i found that hard um so i'm and trying to was, change it what up was her vice originally because it's deceitful. changed now yeah deceitful she was uh you know never tell it kind of never n- yeah never speak truth when the lie will do yep kind of thing so she's a lot very evasive about stuff and that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, and, and that 
came out a few times in our earlier sessions. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things that I really like about Chronicles of Darkness because there's no reason. There's a lot of times you should go ahead and lean into your vice. Those are the mm-hmm. characters that have the most willpower, so they can do more things better, yep. and that helps provide some uh, some internal drama and is it, the generator for problems to come up and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, as a storyteller, lean into whatever vice you've got, do it, you know, uh, because it makes the game more interesting. Because oh, well, this is going to get us into hasty. As an example, this is going to get us into more problems. That's fine. You now have willpower to <laughs> get through that problem. So, uh, and that was the kind of thing with the, the deceitful. It was a pretty subtle vice. So, like I was using it a lot, a lot for the first few sessions, but no mm-hmm. one really, uh, because we're still getting to know each other. No one really knew that I was lying. Right. No one really explored all that kind. Of, so it didn't seem to cause a lot of drama or anything. So that's why I went with a different thing with uh, Gnosis Three. Yep. What about Chris? What about Songbird? So. The I think we've already talked about this, I think maybe in game, but definitely in chat. Um is the thing that I discovered about Songbird was that he's a bad liar. Mm-hmm. Um and because we we you know, like had you know a couple shitty roles early on some social stuff, and I was like, hmm, okay. I yeah. think we have determined. Yeah, and I think yeah, I remember I like you were this. like, oh, you're right, because this English is his second language, and so mm-hmm. he has a lot of these extra pauses and starts and stops, and I was like yeah yeah he probably he probably is a shitty liar now uh especially after being uh going a brimos and like "Mm, i'm going to lie and all every part of his soul going could you not yeah um and then um character detail or personality trait um i don't know i feel like i've done a pretty good job of of portraying songbird at least as uh, how i envision him at least as far into his soul as we've delved so far mm-hmm. um um and you know craig you talking about you know the character like living in your head and being um you know being an actual you know a person uh the songbird is probably the closest character to like my personality that i've ever played i usually go way far afield um but you know the kind of you know hasty decision making like you know i always play barbarians sort of thing right um i want to you know directly impact the world is kind of the way that i approach life and stuff like that um so like drawing the line between like what is songbird and what is like how i envision I would play as a mage mm-hmm. uh, has been has been a fun kind of character detail to kind of wiggle between. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it came up on Reddit recently. Somebody you talked about if you're not playing D and D to to deal, uh, you know, to confront your your own personal <laughs> thing. You know, you, and it was like you played yourself, and I'm like, yes, yes. Which and of course writes the question: Why do I keep playing lawfully full characters? Um. Right. So uh, Schmitty asks, wait, nope, we just did that one. Excuse me, scrolling on. Uh, so, yeah, what are the goals of each member of our cabal? Um, they're hmm. called aspirations. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're listed um, long term. Well, and, and see, for me, like, I'm, I'm curious what everybody's out of character goals are because right now most everybody's aspirations have been like what their character wants nobody's done a very out of character aspiration i had a, I had a few at the start mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I think right at the start, you guys had some yeah. like very out of character uh, ones. And then once we got started, you were realizing, oh, hang on, I need to make these like immediately relevant so I can get some beats out of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when we uh, first started out, like I didn't really know how the aspirations worked and everything. So definitely a lot more short term goals. Yeah, I think I think I was the one that grokked it the best and maybe gamed the system a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, your boy Songbird, your boy Songbird's ahead in the XP chart. Yeah, uh, not too, not too far ahead. I I started doing the math. I realized actually it's not way ahead, like, but like three ish yeah. three ish XP ahead. I think. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so not too bad. Uh, Songbird's goal is to continue delving into the sort of um creation and prime magical aspects um we've you know we've we've met colossus and we we know a little bit of what the forge masters are but that 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 is hopefully where i am headed yep that, that little dip in the pool <laughs> i was like ooh, this could be cool i'm very excited because forge masters are definitely one of the one of the cooler it's the most metal there. thing I've ever read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yank your soul out and pound no it into spoilers. shape on an anvil. Oh, don't spoil it. Sorry. Yeah, no. They definitely have one of the most awesome uh, initiations. So uh, weird has some has some plans in terms of legacies that I'm I'm pretty excited to see. I don't know if you're talking willing to talk about those just yet, but I think I want to keep that under my hat for now. <laughs> Yeah, um, I was saying earlier about different playstyles. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm like, turn to page this on <laughs> Legacies of the Ancient. <laughs> no, she she's definitely going her own way, legacy wise. Mm -hmm. She's got some ideas that she wants to explore. Yeah, I am very curious about the labyrinth, though. Like, I'm very curious to see where that's yeah, going to go. That's cool. I'm not sure how that's going to grow up either, um, but it's definitely something she wants to explore because in her. Like she never went through the whole labyrinth thing mm -hmm. when she ended up in the Guardian. She just kind of, she was already past that point by the time anyone found her. So she wants to get an idea of what that's like. So looking at taking the mystery cult influence thing later on when I have an XP saved up and stuff. Yep. But in the um, meantime, trying to lay the groundwork for that. Yeah, which I, I appreciate that from a storyteller perspective. I really love the fact that like, OK, I'm going to go get this. So I'm going to start the story for it here. That way it's not like I have three XP. I now run a mystery cult. I'm going. OK, Wait, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I I've been I think I'm currently saving up some XP to go towards like uh, adamantine arrow status and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And so like if we come out of this alpha shit alive like that is yeah i in songbird's head at least i'm walking in demanding a fucking promotion for this <laughs> shit <laughs> yep yeah no that that'll be that'll be a good one uh yeah i'm very excited to like all of you have gone yeah we're not interested in the the political side of the concilium and stuff like that which i appreciate because that's a little less stuff i have to work out well, again, uh we do have to remember that it has been 18 episodes, but it's been four days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to put some some time gaps and stuff like that coming oh, yeah. up. Um, and I mean, I could see Songbird definitely being a, a sort of, um, you know, a force in the Concilium and Adamantine Arrow in the, mm -hmm. in the future. 
Yeah. Well, um, and, and there's a big difference between getting involved in the local concilium and just like being known in the caucus, you know, because like, you know, adamantine arrow status, that's you're well known amongst adamantine arrows, the concilium, the hierarch, the, you know, all yeah. those guys, they don't know who you are, you know, uh, you know, if, if that's how you guys play, it's just like, yeah, they're these guys who they, they run the south of Manhattan. OK, cool. Have they caused any trouble? No. Okay, yeah, whatever, leave, leave them be. I mean, Shadell's the only Concilium member we've met, right? Oh, no, you've met a bunch. He's just the only one with a title. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, like... Important. All the Mysterium folks, they're all part of the Concilium and stuff. Yeah, but, but, I mean, everyone's part of the Concilium. I mean, yeah. like, title-holding uh, sort Moon, of people. Moonkeeper, who we just only oh, mentioned. Right, right, right. Um, right. And... Um, Castiel, Castiel? No, it's not Castiel. Um, but one of the uh, Mysterium members that uh, uh, Tratus met up with when uh, they were doing some research um, uh, met uh, met up with him, and uh, he's he's in there. Uh, he's a, I believe. That's pull him up. Organizations. Yes, yes, because he, he's one of the he's also one of the counselors, just like Moonkeeper. So mm -hmm. you guys run into that. And, but yeah, not not a lot of title people. You guys haven't put yourselves in a place. Whoops. Oh, my gosh. I just realized I just showed Kanka to a whole bunch of people on the Internet. I need to do that as a video, guys. So you guys get down there. If you're on YouTube, you saw a little bit of what Kanka was. I'm going to do a video of that, I realize, I, because I keep talking about you guys can join on Patreon and get Conca. Let me actually show you what it is. We'll do that. I actually I think it's a really cool tool. Yeah, for sure. I, I really enjoy it. But yeah, so whoops, there's your little sneak peek of what Conca <laughs> looks like. I don't think you would have seen any spoilers, but I don't know. Go through and screen cap all this stuff and see what you find. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I think we've gone a little bit afield, but um, but. Oh, hey, uh, Pink Gazelle saying, hey, how much planning do you do for the events of each episode beforehand? How much in advance do you, do you plan the different roads that Cabal can take given their choices? Absolutely none. Oh, uh, so I can answer I can answer this because usually on Thursday afternoons we go soon. And then Lonerm responds, ah, oh, shit, I got to prep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and legitimately, um, I prep differently is, is something I've noticed even in when I play D&D. I create a world and I, I, I put people in it and I know what people will do. And then I kind of sit back and relax and watch as the crew, well, the cabal go and do things. Now, that said, once they're on a path and they're going to go do something, I start building frameworks and so mm -hmm. then I start fleshing out characters. Hey, we're going to go do a bunch of stuff with werewolves. OK, I need some werewolf names. I need to know what powers they are I need to know what ranks they are i need to know you know what they're capable of and so i'll do a lot of that prep and i tried to do it the week of because trying to plan a week in advance i'm literally dealing with mages that can bend reality to their whim week to week i don't know what they're going to do and when they pick up oh by the way i just think like literally when mammon picks up space three also changes everything all of a sudden teleportation is on the table and at yeah. literal space four, when he has actual teleport literally the cabal can pick up and say um songbird's in trouble and mammon can go cool and straight up mighty morphin power rangers 
and now they're all hanging or out. Or the opposite. Just, right. Yeah. Star Trek me. Yeah. And it's like, Songbird's got a problem. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm bleeding from a gunshot wound. Well, heal yourself. Oh, right. That's a thing I can do. Yeah, I have uh, life three at this point. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but you know, those are, you know, the things that I have to prep for. There's no prepping for that. Uh, Dude, that's the thing is we're like, you know, basically two, two-ish months, just shy of three months into this campaign. Yep. And, uh, we're like we're about to send Lunderman to the like high level D and D sort of mindset of planning, where you're just like, all right, well, if I've got a 15th level wizard, then you know what? Fuck it, I'm just gonna write down some HP numbers and he's make up some saves. It'll be fine. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. When when you've got got, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. It's it's all Craig's fault because <laughs> a canthus man, a canthus can go. Well, we really need this thing. Okay, I'm going to cast a spell that basically is going to take me to it. Yep. Uh, now, I do need to start playing out the whole, like, I have to go there now thing. The bad and, side of the coins thing. Yeah, and, well, and the bad side of the coins, the, okay, I'm just going to follow this thing. And, oh, okay, well, you were just wondering. And now you are in a dark alley at night in New York. And there's this guy smiling at you with fangs coming out. It's like, oh, hang on. Where are we now? Because uh, I have to remember <laughs> that, like, just nothing nothing in that spell says you will safely go there <laughs> you will and just then i then i will tell that man with fangs to put them away because hey man we've got a truce <laughs> and we're outside right well now see that sign that you just walked past this is private property you know oh whoops yep uh quick <laughs> time three shifting sands <laughs> rewind <laughs> back one say i did not go there um, um, which yeah that's the, another thing that makes prep really really hard they literally they can mess with time so they can just undo a lot of stuff yeah so i think the next question kind of tags along to this one uh Lonrim, to what extent do you craft npcs you know full stat blocks or build the adventure around their npcs uh do you do just short descriptions and figure out the rest as it comes up in story uh same questions goes to various organizations in particular the concilium yeah uh, no, I don't do full stat blocks. Um, I and especially when you have um, when when playing in Chronicles of Darkness, it's really easy to get a gauge of this person is really good at something. Is it because of their strength, or is it because of their skill? It doesn't matter. Just give them dice pools. Right, you give them dice pools. They're they're pretty good at this thing. Okay, you know it's an eight. They're really good at this thing. Okay, it's a 10. Okay, and then throw in, you know, if, if it's if it's a fight, then you don't, it, you know, you cap it out at 10 because, you know, whatever. The real, you know, fun stuff is, and it's, I, I, there is a reason I roll s silently behind the, the table. That's just for you guys, you viewers, um, so you can see what actually showed up, um, but they don't. Uh, but I will occasionally, and this is something I do in d and I'm like, hey, just so you all know, and then I will roll Pick the... Pick up hunk of dice, right, drop yeah. them on the table. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and it's like, okay, he, he, he uh, you know, he's, he reaches out to claw at you and he rolls a 15 dice pull and you go, excuse me, what? Yeah, pardon me. <laughs> I would like to quietly remind you I've got seven health. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. Um, no, I don't do full stat blocks. Uh, usually what I do is I actually... I followed the character creation guide in the book. Uh, I literally go, what's their concept? This thing. Uh, what's their, you know, virtue and vice? Which, by the way, even if you're not playing World of Darkness, steal that for every NPC you ever make. 
because it's very, very easy. Uh, and it, it factors into the doors mechanic in, in World of Darkness, but it's great for any NPC you create. It's like, are they leaning into a, a particular virtue or a vice of theirs? Then yeah, it's much easier. If are you railing against their virtue or are you denying them a particular vice, then they're going to be against it. Suddenly you have a very easy pathway to decide how a character is going to act. Throw in race and class combos. Like um when I when I created Rebecca, I literally went, okay, I know what crew they need to be, so I'm gonna go find, oh, that's the right um, I can't remember what they're they're called. I really can't remember, but anyways, they're class and and uh i picked a appropriately matching you know race um and boom there i had my character and i said oh right and also she's going to be about this powerful so what things does she need to have this thing this thing this thing and i just wrote quick notes of what she can do because Mm -hmm. i'll be honest unless it's in combat i'm not rolling to see if she actually manages to use that ability she just does because it's not going to be dramatically interesting. Uh, they get into a big shouting match with a character and the character uses their, you know, awe-inspiring, you know, presence ability. And whoops, I didn't get enough successes. So they don't. Okay, you guys win. That's not interesting. Players getting past those obstacles is interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is one of the reasons why I'm taking away all their intros from rituals. Uh <laughs> Like, hang on, we can't make this too easy. Um, and then, yeah, same thing with organizations. You know, um, some of the stuff, especially Mage, uh, the orders and the organizations there, they have, it, it's in the book. I can work off of that. And I use that as the baseline. And then I decide, okay, just how hardline are these guys? Like the Guardians of the Veil can be super, like, jerk secret police cops snitches um, where they're like investigating everybody and they're super paranoid or they can be more of like, uh, you know, uh, weird is playing it super heavily. Hey, we're team players, but all of the guardians will happily be team players when, hey, I'm running into this issue with paradox or, hey, I was working on this thing and it's totally above board, but that just one weird paradox thing happened and now there's an abyssal creature rolling around. The Guardians go, cool, we're on it. Mm -hmm. Because that's one of the things they do. Same thing with Adamantine Arrow. Like, yes, they could be crazy militant, you know, um, you know, Guardians. And, you know, especially if you have like a uh, Adamantine Arrow hierarch. Like that mm-hmm. whole concilium is going to be very regimented yeah. and stuff like that. And I mean, the one we have, it's silver ladder, but they're like, everybody has a place, you know? And mm-hmm. so that's, you know, and literally I, and I'll, when I was making all the, the people in Conca, um, I literally, I, I rolled dice. I was like, there's five possible orders and there's five possible paths. And I was rolling uh, 2d tens and I was going, okay, Okay, and there we go. Now, you know, now now I have, you know, and just generating characters that way. And so uh, there's quite a number of Acanthus, actually, which really upset me. <laughs> I, love I, it. I know. But but that said, Acanthus are very much like it. They're they're the kind of people that are likely to if they want to be in power, they will be in power because right. they will. I mean, it makes they, sense that there's not too many fiercest in power. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and there, there's actually if you read the books, guys, the Nemean, he was in power. He was a hierarch and he was absolutely savage and they kicked him out because he was crazy and wild. 
because he was a he was this, yeah yeah Nemean man I was like yeah you name a guy a shaman named Nemean that's yeah that's what you're gonna get um let's see here uh, I'm playing a theorist if you kill me by the way noted as long as he's not another Canthus if if there's two of them I give up oh man. <laughs> <laughs> It's like because then then you start to have time travel overlaps and whatever. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, Sim Porter, our second ever patron. Hey, Ryan. Uh, did you consider other systems? Which one's why? What leads you to go with Mage? Uh, no, I did not consider any other systems. Uh, I've been wanting to play Mage for two years now. I found one game. It had a it was a terrible, terrible session. I was like, this sucked. Uh, but it made me realize, oh, no, I think I do understand the rules enough. So I kept looking for games, couldn't find anything. My D&D game ended, and I'm and mostly because I was the one running it and I was tired of playing D&D. Um, and the story had a nice conclusion. I said, well, I guess I'm just going to run Mage. And then I was like, hey, do you guys care if I record it? And now we're here doing a Q&A, which is really, really weird. I've never done a Q&A before for any tabletop game I've run, but nope. now we're here. Um, let's see. Uh, are there? Yeah, we never, I don't oh. know if we ever talked about like how we know each other or anything like that or how the group kind of formed or anything like that. But Oh, yeah, like the actual players. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, the fact that I basically messaged a whole bunch of people, I'm going to run Mage, are you interested? Yes, no. And then I took that list and there were some of them who were like, hey, I've never played in the world of darkness before. So I want to do that before I know for sure. Two of which were Craig and Ash. Uh, And so I threw them into a weird jail scenario and they investigated. I was like, "Okay, what do you guys think? And we had one player who said, "Mm, I'm not into it. And I'm like, cool, bye. And then I'm looking at this list of about eight people (laughs) and I'm going, Oh, uh, I was hoping some more people would drop out. Um, and, and I literally went through people that I've played before or wanted to play with or um, and I, I have a I have a habit. If I'm running a game, I'm going to invite the people who are running games for me. So I invited Craig because he was running Star Wars for me at the time. And, uh, you know, uh, Chris was running Masks. So I was like, OK, yes, yep. running. Yep. Huh? I said is running is running. Very true. Uh, coming to the conclusion soon. Yeah, we're working on it. Um, and then, uh, you know, Ash, I have played with. In two campaigns, is it just two? Yeah, two campaigns. Uh, and she is by far one of the most like into her characters that I've ever played with. Uh, yeah, all of the all of the playlist and Pinterest boards and stuff like that, that all comes from her. Like. Yep we all i i personally saw those ideas like that's fucking great yeah like, i was like that's brilliant i guess i will make a pinterest account great yeah same thing i was like man this is like my wife uh walked in and saw me on the computer like looking at pinterest she's like what you doing <laughs> i was like making a song board <laughs> so uh yeah yeah Shitty it's, pun number one of the night yep uh so yeah um and uh Craig kind of impressed me with uh, between running Star Wars, uh, which I, I will admit, not my favorite system because you can't play Gray Jedi. Yes, you can. I know. I know. Craig. Don't, don't, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is an ongoing, <laughs> ongoing argument. Uh, but um, 
you know, uh, and that was fun. And uh, we'd been playing um, Starfinder before. Um, and again, that was uh, that campaign for, for being a classic, like, hey, tabletop dungeon romp D&D style game. And man, there were sessions where it's like, nope, we're going to take two hours and we're just going to sit on a train and we're going to talk. And we had NPC, we had players who gave actual PowerPoint presentations in character. <laughs> and it was just like, what is going on? But they actually, in the intervening week, went and designed the PowerPoint. Yeah, like legitimate the players themselves. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. It was it was absolutely terrific. Uh, and so I, I knew that if like, because I wasn't wasn't too worried about people understanding the rules. So I just wanted to get people who were going to play characters and mm-hmm. actually play characters instead of I'm playing a video game and my D&D character is my avatar. And I'm just going to do the optimum thing every time to play the best and stuff like that, which is fun. I'll be honest in D and D. I mean, until that last part, you were describing me, right? <laughs> but, that, but I mean, but that's that's my thing. Like, not literally your avatar, but like it's your video game avatar. You know, right? right? It's, right, it's, right. It's, it's the tool I'm playing as opposed to this is a character and it's going to do. It is it is the role I am playing. Mm-hmm. You know, and then John, John, I have played with in four different games one dnd game shadow run chronicles of darkness he and two chronicles of darkness is that right yeah so i i've played with john a lot and he's he's another uh another guy who puts a lot of thought into his characters um and it's it's um it's nice to see when people do that and they're like yeah and he he plays it to the detriment of yeah, I might piss off the other players. And because I do that, I'm like, okay, Ash, Chris, and Craig will understand that. <laughs> okay, this is this this is okay. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that like none of them will take it personally. Like I knew, like when he he told me about Project Canary before he decided to do it, he's like, is this going to be okay? Is this? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, Chris is going to wonder what's going on, but Chris will not be offended. Uh, nope. You know, he he. But I be, guess they're right in like point one seconds. Yeah, he was so. like, this is about me. I was like, well, of course it's about you. Uh, <laughs> like you're the only one who has a like real world persona, real, like real real person. You know, he. I, I don't think anybody knows knows weird's real name or well actually you would know you would know a travis's name because gabe has i, I gabe calls her him, emily yeah. Gabe calls yeah. That. but yeah. yeah i haven't i don't think craig's even written it down anywhere Mm-mm. that's public at yeah. least yeah it's i think it's on conca um but yeah it's you know and, and you know so the you know, th- this was this group and uh, there's there's definitely several others that uh i really want to play with this is one of the reasons why i'm like man if this actually takes off and i can do a second game um and there's been hours of your life every week <laughs> fucking um, putting videos together like i, w- I, I would love it <laughs> there's uh, worse jobs it's a good problem to have yeah for sure. like and legitimately if, if, some, if yeah guys i'm telling you you get on and you bump this patreon up and do stuff i will make more videos and all sorts of stuff i will do it i love this stuff i love running the games i love prepping games i love editing the videos eventually we'll make enough money and pay some ps edit the videos and make a third game <laughs> who knows uh but yeah no and just the, the this group i was like 
they're going to be good. And I had pinged them all. And then I was like, I want to do a session zero. And everybody came in with, I have a character concept. I know what I want to do. Um, you know, John's was a little iffy because he wasn't sure about the mage part of things. He knew, he knew mm-hmm. Chronicles of Darkness. Uh, and at that point, uh, uh, Craig and Ash had already created their characters. They'd had them in the one shot. They tweaked them a little bit because they realized, oh, I don't much care about this, but I want this. Because um, mm-hmm. I think they changed out their, their one dots of Arcana, I think maybe uh but you know they changed him up just a little bit chris i wasn't worried about at all because i'd seen him in masks and he's all into every random npc he creates and you know for all his complaints on our game about puns don't let him don't let him get away we literally fought i love them we we fought blaspheme we fought Mm -hmm. miss andry Misbehave. Oh, misbehave and uh, mischievous. Mischievous. And the, the three and triplets. triplets. And I'm just like, what is this? And he waited on that one. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, he, he played the long game on that one. I was not pleased. I was yeah, absolutely thrilled. Literal, literal weeks to figure out that there was actually three of these women. So, yeah, that That's was great. Uh, back to these questions here. Um, let's see. Uh, for everyone, are there any spells you have been working on? What kind of spells is your character thinking about? Well, before yeah. I let them answer, because the answer is probably yes. Just for you guys at home, bear in mind, they cast a lot of these spells because they're listed in the book. Don't be afraid to create a spell of your own. That is totally a thing you can do. There's guides to it in the book. Don't be afraid. Yep. To create your own spell, especially when you pick up like a Praxis, because mm-hmm. that's literally your spell. Man, make it up. Just look at the yep. look at the practices and decide this is totally a thing my character can do with these with these Arcana, and just create that spell, run it by your storyteller, and then bam, you have your own spell, and it's not in the book. Anyways, yeah, what what are you guys what are you guys excited for? I think is the real thing. What 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 is yeah. that new spell that you're looking for? Oh, to go that way, yeah. Like I'm looking for the um, the the short story anthology. Really, one of the a lot of the characters there and being Acanthus, and that was I really enjoyed it. Acanthus bias, yes, very much. Anyways, but but it's because they're so interesting. They're not they're not the ones out there wielding the sword, but they're just manipulating the circumstances all around them. Right? I'm not wielding the sword either. I'm making them. Well, but you are the sword in that case, right? Fair. Um, so it was interesting seeing that, but um, the the ability to um, hung spell, conditional cast, a doom. So mm-hmm. if somebody messes with me, they've just fucked their own life. Yep. Um, and just have that as a preparation if I'm going into a meeting and stuff like that. That kind of idea is really neat. But one thing I want to do on my own is uh, during the one shot, I had uh, I did a spontaneous cast for like a veil of fate kind of thing to as I was sneaking through the prison, like somebody would you know, drop a pencil as I happened to be walking by and they would break line of sight as they bent down to pick it or somebody else would spill their coffee and be mopping it up as I'm moving by. Just random things would happen to occupy their attention when I'm nearby to make it easier like, for me to sneak like through. Like Neo getting coached out of the office in the Matrix. Yes. Yeah, kind of. Yes. Go um, now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was looking to build a praxis uh, around that to make my stealth a little more stealthy. Mm-hmm. Which I'll be honest, you could, and and I think I mentioned it in the one shot, you could actually get away with that. With the there, there's something that gives you the mon- the bonus to mundane 
rolls. Yeah. And you can mm-hmm. use that for stealth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's, but that you going back to the creative thaumaturgy, this is exactly what you can do, you know, because mm-hmm. you can create this praxis and add some extra reach things uh, and stuff like that to actually make your own spell, which is, yeah. Well, like we had, we had a conversation about this the other night um, where I was trying to kind of think out some of this creative thaumaturgy stuff. Uh, and I was like, oh, so I, I see that this, this spell let, lets me, you know, enhanced senses mm-hmm. and stuff like that so with a two dot version of it you know you flip the practice and you can like do the opposite right yep. so it's like all right what if i can just like shut down someone's senses it's like hey maybe if there's a werewolf or something yep turn off his eyes turn off his nose whatever yep um but uh i mean it's gonna depend on how i decide to spend songbirds xp and which arcanas i get first and stuff like that because i do have to pick up some to go towards the forge master yeah oh, yeah because i don't you know when i'm doing that matter. i gotta get two dots of matter yeah so like we're looking at a solid eight eight xp that i've got to spend on that before i can do that but you know it goes pretty quick yep. um but um prime four is going to be just stupid uh at some point down the road you know it's like imbued items and uh, oh yeah just that apocalypse yeah and uh, apocalypse is a really rad spell that i'm super looking forward to in the future uh it lets you transfer your mage vision to another person yep. your mage site not mage vision mm-hmm. um and like you could use this offensively and like put it on a sleeper and then they go batshit insane because you've just unveiled the world on them not yep. a nice thing to do certainly yep. but also like in a team play sort of thing is like hey there's some crazy prime shit going on i need you guys to understand this and like pass it out to the I team i don't have time to to explain <laughs> i don't have time to explain this yep. um yeah i think that's i'm i'm really looking forward to being able to create magical items yep that's that's my big thing i think that's goes along with the goal question is like songbird is here to make things mm-hmm. yeah uh and it and once once you get into that territory then you can start doing some really cool stuff uh especially um imbuing long-term things uh, especially yeah. since you have life like because um well, we haven't done this yet but you can do long-lasting spells and they can continue to go into effect so a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff we've done is like it has an effect and it's just it lasts for this long but if you do say an attack spell or a heal spell, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and then it happens on the intervals of your of your ritual, which, you know, right now, OK, whatever, it's every hour this thing happens. Well, yes, but you get into a little bit higher gnosis and you get to a 30 minute ritual time and you do literally uh, I'm trying to remember what it was, but it's like in 30 minutes, if you do two bashing damage every 30 minutes, I think it is you just basically negate somebody's natural healing because mm-hmm. they naturally heal bashing yep. damage first. And if they always have bashing damage, they will never heal that one aggravated wound that they, that you gave them. And so mm-hmm. they're always going to have wound modifiers and, you know, there's some other nasty stuff that you can do. Uh, that sounds gross. Yes. Uh, so yeah, very, very cool stuff. I'm looking forward to them realizing. And as players, I think they're starting to realize where especially now that we have our first person who can do combined spells and i mm-hmm. i think they've all started to notice they go oh i could do this and i'm like yes 
and it's going <laughs> to suck for whoever you cast that on. Yep. But uh, sure, and having Noses 3 is awesome in that way, mm-hmm. but it's also like sucks for Paradox. Yes, yes, it does. Man, yep. that's just a huge mana drain yep. or taking a whole lot of damage. Yep. Well, yeah. and that's that's the other thing is like, and it's one of the things you kind of like you decide, well, am I willing to risk a handful of Paradox? Because, you know, let's be honest, you guys have rolled eight dice before and gotten no successes. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'm going to roll eight eight paradox and i think that's the one thing that i think all of us are still have that like hesitant sort of game body kind of mentality mm-hmm. on is that we're, none of us have chosen to none of us have really risked it too much yet yeah to have just a couple because you have a couple paradox and if you get any successes then you roll your wisdom to reduce yep. that and right. then regardless of what happens um you know it doesn't you know paradox may still happen but it won't affect your spell spell pool so at least you can cast normally and then mm-hmm. your spell might go a little awry. So right. yeah, that is that is definitely one of those fun things to to get into. If like, okay, you know, I don't have any mana. I'm not yeah, I'm just gonna have to roll this and I'm gonna take a couple <laughs> points of bashing damage, maybe, you know, and to to keep things under control. But yeah. Uh, yeah and, and then Songbird causes it to heal three seconds later. Right. Well, except not. Because they're resistant, so well, I, mm-hmm. I I guess that's true. You're increasing the natural healing, so yeah, that mm-hmm. one would work. Yeah, no, no walking over and laying on hands though. So, nope. uh, very important question. Um, <laughs> uh, what are your beard routines? Beard oil conditioners? Uh, I think we can all acknowledge that I have the wimpiest beard of of us, uh, which is fine because I have better hair than anybody. Uh, so. <laughs> I mean, that's Deep. debatable. <laughs> uh but the, but yeah thank you for that we're not actually going to answer it i just giggled at seeing that um but uh as a follow-up if you had to sum up your character in a word what would it be i've been thinking about this question all week <laughs> literally this one right here uh driven Do you say yeah. i throw something at you <laughs> it's, it's it's very hard um inquisitive i would say mm-hmm. yeah i thought he was gonna say lucky no yeah i was too i was like i'm gonna throw something at him uh <laughs> throw something all the way up to canada from texas uh songbird could do it uh but um yeah no that and inquisitive like that that's the mage thing man like it's inquisitive and obsessed um you know these, these are the things that they care about um and so I'm I'm very curious to see see where that goes. Um, had uh, another question here. Uh, if you're mute, can you use high speech? Um, I I left this one in here. I thought about it, removing it because it's like mm, I'm going to say something, guys. Yes, because who cares? You know, a it's high speech, and b it's a tabletop game. Like, who cares about disabilities? Get through them one way or another. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's one of the things. It's I I I both like and dislike that like oh you became a werewolf okay uh all your senses are restored to you all your limbs are restored to you you now you're and i'm like that's a cool fantasy but at the same time getting past like tell tell me right now that a blind like sage werewolf is not metal the raddest fucking <laughs> right? thing ever. yeah for sure you know it's like i can see spirits that's all and that's all they can and see and that motherfucker is a hayleth as fuck yeah and and who says uh high speech has to be spoken like the high speech is basically the symbols of things well, it's, to it's convey a, a meaning 
yeah. it's, like, a, it's a language yeah. spoken to convey that. Right. And it, yeah. the book does mention that you have to intone and that there is a specific language. But yeah, I'm like, I'll be honest, 90% of mage is um, you actually like intention. So it's like, yeah, speak it as well as you can. Good enough. Yeah. Or you maybe know. your mage, hell, if, you're, if their mute has the, the symbols, Sam that shit. Yeah, or have the the um, symbols appear in the air, hovering in front of them, or something, as mm-hmm. like their way of yeah, intoning it or it's, something. It's like. very obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or you know, baking and like I'll be honest, if you're mute, dude, high speech as sign high language, speech as American sign language. Yeah. Fuck yes, yeah, for sure. It's like, for that. How do your fingers bend like that? Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's high speech, yo. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I, I think actually is probably a good way to do that. Like in terms of you know, in the same way that high speech is so, supposed to sound like gibberish, mm-hmm. if somebody's doing sign language and it comes off and it's high speech, and somebody goes, "Hang on, that's not a normal ASL symbol." Also. Where did you get your sixth? Why does my brain itch? Right, and you're, you're the sixth and seventh fingers come from? I don't know how you, what? So, um, and this, I, I love this question because it's such a non-meta, well, it's it's a super meta one, but what do you guys think mages need to do in order to free sleepers from the curse and help as many people awaken as possible that ends well for everyone involved? Okay, so <laughs> oh, maybe God. I should go last but, on this one. Um, what do I think, or what does Songbird think? Because I don't think Songbird gives a fuck. Yeah, I, 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 this is this is definitely going to be like players because I mean, none of your characters know anywhere near yeah, enough. Not not even close. Um, I mean. Most of the major, I mean, we already talked about the matrix references a bunch. Like that is kind of the general thing is that, you know, the general fluff lore, as I understand it, is there was there was a time where everything was magic and the abyss happened and it's bad Yep. and it causes the lie. So, I mean, outside of getting a shovel and just filling up the abyss. Um, Which I, the abyss is full of other stuff, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um I don't I don't know. I don't know if it is possible. I mean, I'm sure you could run a, a game where it is possible. I don't know if it's at all inherently the sort of power level thing that we're ever going to get to in this game. Yeah, probably not. Um, <laughs> and I don't I don't know that, a you know, an eight eight arcana master or nine arcana master or whatever, however fucking many of them there are. Yeah, it goes up to ten for the arch mastery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I meant of I meant. The different arcana like being a master and all oh of them. yeah yeah eight yeah i don't i don't think all eight of them like being five dots and all eight of them would be no it's not isn't it it's ten it's got to be ten, ten. There's, there's five paths with two ruling arcana each yeah ten right my bad uh i don't even think having five dot and all ten of them would mm. get close to being able to do anything because yeah, like you gotta a, like to start doing some like because um i mean this, even at that you you might be able to create a soul right maybe it, yeah but, but that's, I mean, that's exactly it. Cause you get into arch mastery, which is gnosis, um, six plus technically. Um, but you get into the six, seven, eight dots of an arcana and stuff. Like right. That. All the way up to 10. And once you have 10, then you can pull off an imperial spell, which changes the fun, you know, the, the fabric of reality fundamentally. And that's just one little thing. So that that's you adjusting the lie one way, like, like no no you gotta you gotta you gotta get a big old group of folks together to do something wacky what were you thinking craig 
Oh, did Craig freeze? Things froze, but I'm good now. Okay, he's back. Yeah, what do you what do you think? What do you, what do you think is the answer to getting rid of the curse and and bringing back Atlantis? Just to so annoy I'm, those who are on Discord. I'm going to answer as weird, and that's a sure. hard no. <laughs> um, we don't want people to awaken because power is dangerous, and power in the wrong hands is a really bad idea. Um, and there's some internal philosophies for the guardians that like where it doesn't necessarily buy into, but she's taken on the, the aspect of like, um, awakening is, is not a good thing. That's not something you want to share with everybody. And in her case, like she knows personally, it's, it's extremely traumatic and not a lot of people are going to come through that with their minds intact. Um, so it's not something you want to encourage necessarily, but, for the ones that do, you want to grab those and make sure that they're weeded out safely and stuff. But it's not something she would want to see brought to everybody. Yeah. 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 Um, that kind of ties in back earlier when we were talking about you planning, plotting out your labyrinth. Because mm-hmm. um, like, this is the first game I've played in as a player. And I think we figured out like six or seven years. Mm-hmm. Like I am Permadium almost always. And so a lot of my like reactions uh to what other players are doing or like i get you know for a moment i'm like in that dm headspace where i'm like oh okay you're you're you know recruiting people you're gonna have a mystery cult you're gonna have uh you know cause someone to awaken through this and like how do i fuck with you the most yep <laughs> with this oh yeah no don't don't worry we we're, we're, we're like weird doing doing the labyrinth is going to be is going to be some good fun that's going to cause some trouble for the whole cabal uh because i mean of course it is right um so and uh the answer by the way for for those of you keeping track in my universe at least what do you what do you need to do uh you have to you have to unseat the exarchs because they're the ones who implemented the lie how do you uh unseat the exarchs well you need to ascend and get up there and uh songbird them to the vase so good luck with that sure you can yep uh yeah uh you you need to ascend not archmage because that's that's like everyone ooh archmage i'm like no no no. you got to actually ascend good luck with that uh there's like there's four (laughs) that are like known uh because they left behind bodies or symbols of them there's like a crystal throne made out of a person that's one person who awakened and like yeah what are those things called again search the s the thing that whole paragraph or that whole section is super super metal yeah it's just yeah i can't just a raw a raw task form of like the remnant of your soul that you leave behind it's It's like yep okay i'm here for this yep is that gonna happen probably not in our game uh though i have been tempted there's one of those like hey somebody can't play the game anymore okay cool so their character ascends (laughs) and just watches everybody else go what wait what (laughs) How did they ascend? Well, they just had that momentary crossing of neurons and all of a sudden, I get it, and they're gone. I was like, later. Yeah, easy way to write out the kit. And that will absolutely throw the rest of the qual under the bus because they know everybody's going to be after them. Yep. Because everybody is going to be trying to figure out what did they know? I don't know what they do. If I do, I would ascend. So breaking up a bit. Oh, that's just me being probably high pitched. Um and then uh, continue. All of this sort of ties into the next question. Oh, yeah. Who do you all believe will be the first of the cabal to meet a bad end? If it's not Songbird, I'm going to be fucking disappointed. Really? <laughs> really? Yep. I mean, bad luck is going to catch up to weird eventually. Yeah, right? 
that's that's what I figure. Yeah, uh, I'm not out to, to kill weird. Don't worry. Nope. I know a lot of you. Weird is your favorite. Don't worry. But Look, everyone makes mistakes. Yeah, you still have time to come around to Songbird being your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. Uh, and that said, it's going to be very, very hard to kill weird if I were actually out to get weird because and this is where you get into that whole like well dm says rocks fall and everybody dies and weird goes am i still weird alive still shifting, sands. shifting sands i'm back one scene and i'm not going in there where the rocks fell yeah. <laughs> the, the ability to rewind and play a scene over again that's going to be powerful yeah. yeah spend a couple extra reach go back several scenes yeah mm-hmm uh, uh i mean I yeah, think, the, the whole game session we just recorded never happened yeah, yeah. <laughs> never happened. uh i mean i my 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 answer my point of view comes from like it is songbird's literal job to protect this cabal and first so, one in the door it, last one out yeah yeah if if and i think especially if uh i think especially if atratus died i think that would wreck songbird for sure because mm-hmm. like he definitely i think we haven't really super gotten into it and it, again it's only been a few days but uh, four days well yeah, five now um, i think <laughs> but like in getting to know even just a little bit about her and like knowing she's got this like tragic backstory dot tm like yep uh yeah protect protect the ghost girl yep the ghost whisperer girl she she's had a she's had a hard time so far yeah her brother's kind of a dick though <laughs> oh i love gabe like as like and she wrote him and like i was like you know what this means I can do. She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. It's like all this stuff I've been playing literally to what the characters that she wrote. Like, so don't ever get mad at me. She wrote her, uh, wrote him. Uh, what was the, uh, what's the Jessica rabbit? You know, I was just, you know, I was just drawn bad. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Uh, continuing on, uh, is time travel something you are for or against as a storyteller? Go for it uh time has a way of flexing back uh and trying to make certain things happen and uh time travel at least in my head is one of those things that the guardians and other acanthus keep an eye out for and Mm. so as soon as somebody starts messing with it they're like okay why did you do that do you have actual reason to do that you know maybe you should have just dealt with those consequences and you know (laughs) sucked it up um so yeah uh, but that said, yeah, it like to not have time travel, like at that point, I, I really should have said, no, Craig, you cannot play in the campus because yeah. at, you can do time travel at three dots, you know, so. You know, it's not now you can't do real time travel until five. Uh, you can only just rewind what's going on with three but right but that's on the same kind of par like a three dot forces can vaporize a building yep the concrete into building like that's it's, matter, it's, it's on the matter, same sort of yeah. or matter pardon me mm-hmm. um so it's on the same kind of power level yep yeah well it's just you know and and that for, for me that's the big thing is like you don't get to actual time travel until five dots but once mm-hmm. you're at five dots literally life mages go i snap my finger and that person ceases to be alive Mm-hmm. Or, you know, um, you know, uh, I think forces is the one that says I remove all the electricity out of that object, uh, out of that person. Their neurons stop firing. They yep. fall over dead. Not uh, even. Uh, yeah, you can do so much worse shit than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. For, forces five. There's I mean, I think it's what is it? 
destroy energy or something like that it's just a gross spell yeah i think that's the, the one i talked about yeah. yeah um yeah yeah so like once like you can say hey the i i destroy the heat of their blood yep so their core body temperature drops 30 degrees in a second and yep. they just fall over yep like it's it's very yeah it's uh the yeah well and <laughs> that's squeaky, it, for sure it's um and they mention it in the book like oh uh you know and i turned them into a frog you know, there, there's a little sidebar about it. And it's like, yes, there's a lot of ways mages can just undo somebody and, you know, maybe, you know, perhaps permanently, uh, you know, some of the stuff is lasting like damage spells. Some of the stuff might have a, you know, oh, it can be counterspelled eventually. But I'll be honest, I turn you into I, I turn a werewolf into a frog and then I step on the frog. But I mean, yeah. once you get up to that point, you can you can just attack their pattern directly. Well, you I mean, that's, to, yeah, you don't even have to be subtle about it. You can just rip them to shreds metaphysically. Yep. Right. Well, and, that, and that's where, uh, because the book specifically mentions, yes, you can do all these things, but it's withstood by their stamina. And mm -hmm. the idea is, well, damage spells don't have uh, withstand. Well, yes, they're just being withstood by their health pool, which mm -hmm. is their stamina, you know, effectively. So it's, it's all okay. in there. Yeah, which, I had not thought to think of it like that yeah, before, no, but it, yeah, that it, makes sense. Yeah, it brought up, and I was like, oh, essentially, okay. it's a spell. You're, I, I'm trying to kill this person, and it's withstood by their health pool. Health pool. Yeah, stamina stand, right. plus. Like, yep. Uh, and I was like, okay. I like that. Yep. Uh, um, oh, we've already answered this one. What do I think of Mage the Ascension as opposed to Mage the Awakening? I rewind. That, yeah, Watch the whole video again. Roll back. <laughs> Shifting sands. Uh, yeah, uh -huh. that, that was that was an earlier one. So. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's all those questions. Um, so um, I didn't have anything else planned uh, to chat about, but I'm you know, open to discussion. But um, yeah, uh, how are you guys? Are, are you guys enjoying the game? Us <laughs> or the viewers? I, yes, I totally am. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've been I've been loving it. Yeah, um, I, it, it, this has probably been one of the, the most fun games I've had. Um, I can't tell if it's because of the the fact that it's not D&D. &D. <laughs> and, and guys, let, let me be Chick. clear. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am a huge fan of D&D. &D. I love D&D, &D, but it has a very specific place, and it's on the far wrong end of role play for me. Um, if it, you know, like it has the same thing, but for Pathfinder for me, for right. sure, it has it has the opportunities. It can do it. it. Go watch Critical Role. Tons of role play, but the combat is just not there in those games. You know, like all the combat is you know these big set pieces, um, which D and D doesn't handle very well because you get quadratic wizards and linear fighters. So I play. Mage, <laughs> where, where you've got quadrants on words and yeah, everything is exponential. Yeah, and everybody is a wizard. Which um, I, I can't remember who I was telling that to. I think it was I think it was my buddy Kiko, and I was saying, you know, hey, would you want to play this game? And you know, it's called Mage. And I'm like, well, what is it? I'm like, okay, it's like D and D, but everybody's uh, like starts as a sixth level wizard, <laughs> like and just immediately can just do all sorts of stuff. Um, but the game is interesting and it's it's less horror based than a lot of the other world of darkness well it, mm -hmm. and, and we're, we're gonna get into it soon is where you start to get into these people have a lot of power and what can they use it for and like how separate from humanity you know do they get because we literally mm -hmm. already have two characters who say i don't care about sleepers Fuck, you, know, being I, a human. you know i, I don't care about being part of sleeper society 
you know, we already have two characters that do that. Um, you know, none of, neither of them are malicious yet. <laughs> you know, but uh, I think Ash is, is a big fan of pointing out she has three dots in death, which is a very, very evil arcana. Some of the powers that they have, you know, including yep. I can rip out souls at three dots. And she's like, is there a non-evil use for this? And the answer is <laughs> not really. Not really. Uh, I think I think uh, I think Craig brought up, well, you can you can hang on to it you know, for somebody like if you're, you know, worried that somebody's after their soul, you can hang on to their soul for them. I'm like, sort of, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it's still going to be a really shitty thing to do. Points for trying. Yeah, but it might be really bad. It might be better than the alternative, right? Yep. Um, I know. This kind of loops back to like, um, you know, what spells are we excited for? What magic are we excited for? Mm-hmm. Um songbird wants to go into his own soul mm-hmm. yeah. you know various members of the cabal have totally disparate feelings on this let's yep. go ahead and talk about ash some more while she's not here right like, well and em- she, she, emily, she's... emily miller's soul is not being explored yeah. if there's anything to do with it yeah and of course which as as a dm i, I believe i said the storyteller will remember this because <laughs> yeah we're we're, we're we're gonna go there and especially like and you guys have a Mastigos. You have a Mind Mage. So yeah. getting into people's souls, digging around in the astral realms, which is kind of an extension of going into your own soul, that kind of stuff is like that. That is the mage-only territory. Underworld, you share mm-hmm. that with geists. The Shadow and Twilight and stuff like that, you share with werewolves, geists, and... Um, I guess it's just those two. Um, changelings get into the Dream, which is kind of... Uh, um, kind of the astral realm, but not really. Uh, it's yeah. actually more shared with Beast, who actually literally travels around to dreams. But the mm-hmm. astral realm by itself is like is a mage only place. Um, and they can do some serious damage. Um, I think I mentioned it way back in session zero. But yeah, the astral realm. You can go to the collective consciousness of humanity, and go find, I don't know, Game of Thrones. <laughs> And decide, you know, hey, I'm so tired of hearing everybody talk about Game of Thrones and go find the Goetia that represents Game of Thrones, which is probably a nasty, big Goetia, like rank five, and kill it. And the human consciousness, everybody will just kind of go meh and very quickly forget about Game of Thrones. Now, of course, you know, at this point, season eight. So what you're telling me is... The Berenstain Bears versus the Berenstain Bears. You could go is resolve the fault that. of a fucking wizard. Yeah, you could go resolve that. Yeah, uh, and they also have uh, the Far Far Shores. I cannot remember what the term of it is, but it's literally the edge of the astral realms, and you get to the abyss, and you can literally you are at the edge, you cross this threshold, and you are in nothing. You are in the abyss. Not the actual like you weird stuff. You, you in- don't come back. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it literally the 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 description is you can take things there and throw them out, and they will never come back. They will never be mm-hmm. recovered. It's the only way to destroy artifacts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the uh, one of the ways to ensure that a soul is destroyed, because artifacts are supernal things, right? They're mm-hmm. they're objects from the supernal, and so you can they're they're really resilient um, and they could be returned to the supernal realms or come back from, you know, it's like, Oh, you destroyed it. Cool. It reappears in the supernal and then comes back. I want to get rid of this thing forever. Cool. Go throw it in this thing. The only other place that's as useful 
is uh the sea in um the underworld uh but mm-hmm. yeah you can you could take somebody's soul throw that out there and destroy it which would send guardians into a tizzy yeah. uh uh because they have a whole diamond wheel reincarnation thing um but if you wanted to like undo somebody or some concept so you go find out in the astral realms you find you know the idea of you know whatever and or the you go into somebody and find their i don't know their lust yank it out haul it out to the astral realms and throw it out man they are celibate as a a rock you know and just they don't care anymore you know um and that's you know some crazy stuff that mages have access to And uh, let's see what else we've got that we're definitely going to be visiting. Go ahead. I want to talk about something that uh, everyone refuses to keep bringing it up in game, but they keep needling me at it. And you and I have had to talk about this and that's uh, how shifting the odds works. Yep. Because there's sort of a, a background around that that has a negative connotation. And I don't think that that's accurate. (laughs) <laughs> um, so I use shifting the odds to get access to resources. That basically gives me um, a, a dot in, in resources that I can use for whatever I want, cell phones or cash or new clothes or a car or whatever. Um, and it has been characterized in the out of character side of things as like I'm stealing stuff. So I'm casting shifting the odds and I'm making someone drop a wad of cash on the ground. But that's not how it works in my head anyway. And I think Drew kind of agrees with me after a bit of a discussion that people are dropping things all the time. Somebody's got a burner phone and they decide, well, this is time to leave the burner phone. They throw it into a garbage bin. And then the garbage man comes along and they're a little bit sloppy with a container and the phone falls out and lies on the ground. And I walk by and I pick it up. Yep. Is that stealing? If uh, if you're walking, if you're sitting in an outdoor cafe and as you put your coffee cup down, a $100 bill blows under your cup and you happen to pin it, is that stealing? You look around, you have no idea who it belongs to. Like, are you going to return it? It's not that I'm causing people to lose stuff. It's that I'm making sure that I end up being in a position. The person who finds the lost. Thing. Right. I'm, well, I'm in a position and, to pick up the stuff that they lost. And one of the big things, and, and this is this is on my part and, and Craig's part, um, is that when you get the resources dot, that doesn't necessarily mean you have cash because cash is an item that you get. So resources may literally be somebody uh, especially in uh for clothes that's literally the idea that you know weird could actually walk into a place looking in her normal hobo chic and somebody goes oh hey i have this you know a bunch of extra small clothes you know that are not you know selling you want <laughs> you know do you want these and you know so that is when when you're getting the resources merit that is literally what you're getting is you know mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So the, and, the example I was doing about clothes was like I'm walking through the the, the garment district mm-hmm. and this rack full of clothes comes screaming down the street. Somebody's lost control of it and I happen to catch it. Oh, look, right. there's some clothes. I don't yep. see anyone coming after change it. Why not? Like yeah, that's a, that kind of thing. It's not necessarily cash. It's just whatever you're looking for right. in and some even, way to get it. Right. And even that example is, you know, you, people could, oh, well, you're still stealing it. It's just, you know, but and 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 that's that's where. Uh, it kind of ends up on the the storyteller side. I have to be a little bit better about being clear about you know what what they're getting and stuff like that. Uh, and and for me, the whole point of needling about resources is 
You all have some order status. You all have a little bit of resources available to you. The order will provide things if needed. And so uh, if you're not willing to put the one dot into resources so you can buy some clothes, uh, you at least have the one dot in order status uh, so you can get it. Um, so uh, and that's one of the things I'm really excited about for signs of sorcery, because they talk about what stuff conciliums and orders will give. Just some time for me to have, you know, two or three dots of status. Uh, yep. Um, and they've got stuff about um, uh, the perfected materials. They have some very, very interesting stuff that they're talking about. Uh, I haven't even brought it up in out of in, in our normal Discord chat because it's some really cool stuff, like finding a place where the thorns of Arcadia kind of feed through. Yeah, that's one of their examples. And I was like, oh, good Lord. Uh, Craig is going to be useless. But, I am all no, over that. Yeah, no, it's it's. Um, but all that they, they apparently they have ideas for all of the, these things, um, and including you can find the iron seals of the exarchs, and then you you can use that in your casting, and then oh, you keep doing that, and all of a sudden the iron seal appears in your soul, and stuff, and through that that opens up a a gateway to an exarch and that's how you become a prelate of an exarch and i'm like that is so messed up and so cool so yeah very curious like some of the signs no no yeah, <laughs> yeah. um that said i mean uh from what i've seen on discord apparently seers have a lot more fun than we do uh because they're just like yeah we're just gonna do this oppress people yeah sure whatever yeah as long as i'm not killing a bunch of sleepers nobody really cares my bosses won't mind yeah, they they go hog wild in some of the uh, some of the other chats and forums stuff <laughs> I've seen. I'm like, man, y'all suck. <laughs> yeah, some of the short stories from the anthology are just like seers or oh yeah, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 one seer short story that I read because I can't remember if I finished actually reading it, but the one seer one was like, oh yeah yeah, you need you need to do this, you need to do this to prove yourself. I'm like, ah, I don't want to play a seer campaign that's not my thing yeah it would be dark as hell yep uh well it's like in mage the ascension a little bit that i've played it's like anytime the technocracy showed up it's like nope mm -mm. no please no nope no they're yeah uh and i and i appreciate the idea of sears um in terms like i said you know i always end up playing a lawful evil character but even sears for me i'm like yeah it's just a little bit too a little bit too much abuse like i like being the lawful evil guy in the good campaign because i like being darth vader as he picks up emperor palpatine like i like being the guy who's dark and spooky and creepy and you go he's on our side he's on our side thank god he's on our side right yeah. exactly uh it's 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 Totally the reason I love the end of Rogue One when Darth Vader just get and you get to see it's like, see, Darth Vader is super scary and super powerful and woohoo, look at him, which may zip over here to Return of the Jedi and all of a sudden Vader's on our side and, you know, for all of 30 seconds and then he dies. Yeah. But uh, Spoilers. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. 30 yeah. years has got to be a time yeah. limit on it. So, or um, uh, more, more recent, more spoilers. Um, uh, Last Jedi, when kylo and ray fight together that was like i was that, that oh. and I, 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 I was on board for this and then there was like come with me and we'll do the sith empire thing i'm like oh no kylo i thought you were gonna join up and we were gonna do great jedi and I'm closer 
Yeah, well, that Discord is just going to be crappy that way. But yeah, sure. I guess I can actually sit forward and actually at my desk. But yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Sears, though, they're all like literally every ministry is oppression by this thing, oppression by that thing, oppression by violence, by surveillance, oh. yeah. by nationalism. Mm. No. Yeah. No, please. We yeah. have enough of that. Yeah. I don't need it to be magic that's a, too. That's a little true to true to, yeah, to reality. On the nose yeah. Today. yeah, which and I mean we got the got our predator kings for for our Nazi werewolves, but yeah, no, I've yep. and and, and I'll, I'll admit is one of the advantages of running in World of Darkness. We have this whole you know contemporary setting, so I can introduce types of people that I don't like. And I because I know who the cabal who is playing in this cabal. And so Jimmy Smalls walks up and I'm like, it's cool. I will introduce Jimmy Smalls, who, by the way, that's all Chris's fault. Chris invented it's Jimmy true. Smalls. I just I kind did. of ran with it. You um, did. And, uh, you know, and because I knew, like, if I walk up, Jimmy Smalls is going to walk up and call weird toots. And I was like, and I'm just going to sit back and watch what happens. Uh, uh, especially with my new uh, vice. That'll be mm-hmm. an interesting day. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and like, you know, uh, like, you know, and you know, actually has a Travis met Jimmy Smalls. I'm like, not yet. But I don't know how well Jimmy Smalls will survive the encounter. So I don't think <laughs> I because I don't think a Travis would lash out necessarily. But Gabe is always like nearby. <laughs> and I'm like, and so you guys open the newspaper and oh, Jimmy Smalls apartment burned down. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right. And uh, hmm, story idea. Um, but uh you know, but that's the kind of thing, you know, so we can do stuff like that. And yeah, we can mm. throw in some crazy, you know, nationalist um, seers and be like, OK, well, we're going to kick their asses. Um, and I, I get I get to enjoy a little catharsis. I get to play a bad guy knowing that and I'm just going to sit back and let them get their ass kicked. <laughs> um, but that's why, I like, you know, there are some seers that are, you know, less assholey, still bad guys. Um, and then you have stuff like Banishers and Scalesti. Um, who are really nasty. Um, you worship the abyss and want to bring the abyss in. Nope. Please no. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because, and uh, it's because when, hey, I have magic and it doesn't allow me to do certain things, like I want to bring somebody back from the dead. Well, magic, no. <laughs> magic can't do that, but paradox in the abyss can. So I'm going to use that. And yes, I've brought my wife, you know, back back to life. Yay! look, she's so lovely. She loves me. She also drinks the blood of newborn children. But, you know, hey, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, and so that's, you know, and that, that's, that's what you get. That's mo- modern problems require modern solutions. <laughs> uh, you know, and so you get, you know, you get some really like the Scalesti or, you know, and that's not they're not necessarily the mad. Right. You know, they're not like people with necessarily low wisdom. They just think, oh, no, it's cool. I'm just going to use the abyss. I had total control over this. This is just fine. And they don't, (laughs) you know, Um, this is not fine. Right. So that that is some of the stuff I'm looking forward to after after the werewolf stuff, because I I didn't actually think you guys were going to jump in. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to set you guys up so you can spy and help out the the wolves. And you guys we're going to go fight werewolves. And I'm going. Hmm. Okay, we're gonna go fight werewolves, guys. Uh, I mean, you had to know at least I was gonna vote for that. Well, because my thought was you guys were gonna be like, we're we're not getting involved, and and that's why I kind of introduced this whole idea of like, oh, take down the alpha, <laughs> because you guys getting into a big fight with a, oh, a no. whole pack, no, no. yeah, no, us being in the melee would be terrible. Right. Would, yeah. Uh, so I was so like, yeah, yeah, we're, 
Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna take. I might sit on the sidelines with some popcorn and watch and just be like, all right, you know. Yep. So I'm yeah I'm very very looking forward to episode nineteen because as of recording this, I I I have a little bit prepped. Um, I have you know some stuff that there's no way the cabal could have planned for it, right? Uh, Because of course you know no plan of mice and men you know survives contact with the enemy um yes i butchered that i know <laughs> um but uh, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth yep also that one uh but uh yeah because you know mages can't plan for everything uh so you know obviously but especially if they don't have fucking spirit <laughs> yes yeah 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 predator kings hang out with wolf spirits yeah yeah that's not gonna good <laughs> so yeah it, it's gonna be a lot of fun uh i'm really the earlier question about someone dying yep yeah so i'm I'm very curious to see where, where we'll go with that because i've done a little prep i know what's going on i don't know where you guys are going to engage in a fight you know uh because engaging in a magic fight in a park in new york that's going to have a lot of paradox potentially so, yeah yeah, so it's all going to kind of depend on where you guys decide to, you know, take this fight, where the werewolves going to take the fight. Um, you know, cuz Logan 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 is all about this and uh, you know, Alicia's going to back him up, but this is this is Logan Logan wants this to be his fight, so uh unfortunately he's got you guys to help bail him out if nothing else reverse gravity and run away. Um, you know, but yeah, I'm I'm very psyched to see where that goes. Um I'm like halfway expecting us to like piss off Logan by doing like overstepping our bounds and like not letting him do enough. And so like we'll we'll achieve our goals of killing this alpha, but probably piss him off. Yeah, I I have complicate the relationship for sure. I have a couple different colored Mass Effect style endings of like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. it could end like this. It could end like this. It could end up like this. And of course, there's going to be like the fifth and sixth ending that you guys come up with that. I'm like, I didn't prep for that. So I don't know how we're going to do this. But um, that's that's when you just take a long drink of water. Was that correct? I figure if we don't take him down really quick, then it's like we have to escape because we're we're not going to last long in that fight. If we don't right. take him down really quickly, then we're somebody's dying for sure. Yep. Yeah, and I like and that was that was one of the things. It was like okay, yeah, I mentioned a bunch of marks, and you know, you guys, okay, what's that mean? Well, he's got a lot of things he can do. Okay. And, you know, the, the, they're not magic, so there's no counterspelling these things, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I'm, I'm very curious to see how you guys go about this. It's, it's the same reason why I like um, I like Shadowrun, because uh, like D&D, you can go and do a fight and everybody's going to be kind of like you're going to be fighting on the same level. You're going to uh-huh. be fighting in the same area. Uh, but Shadowrun throws that all for a loop and it's like, okay, well, somebody's going to be doing magic stuff in the astral realm. Another guy's going to be hacking. And then these three are going to be in meat space, actually shooting guns. And it's just like, there's so many different ways you can do things. Meat space, please. Yeah. Oh yes. So I'm, I'm very curious to see, um, see earlier comment about always playing a barbarian. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm very curious to see how you guys are doing this. And especially because I, I realized I should probably throw more combat because I was like, I, I've gotten the the it out of my system. OK, I want a lot of role play and a lot of investigation. I got that out of my system. Now I'm like, OK, what kind of things can they pick fights with now? 
<laughs> now that I have a better idea of what you guys can do. So mm-hmm. um, by my watch, we're, ra- we're, we're approaching about two hours. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think we will we will wrap it up here. Um, any any last closing thoughts or comments? Uh, I was re-roll, um, reading through the uh, questions to see if there was anything I wanted to backtrack to. Just uh, talking about the RP and stuff, like we were talking about mm-hmm. it in the private Discord, like how quickly everybody has become fully invested in their characters. Yeah. Like we're playing these characters as if we've been playing them for years, kind of the feeling that close. I think, I think we made that comment after the second session. Yeah. 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 Like episodes three and four, we're like, wait. Why do yeah. I what? care this so much make about so this character? Exactly. Yeah. It's like I've yeah. been playing this character for 15 years and yeah. I'm so yeah. invested. It was crazy. Yeah. And I, I definitely feel like that is one of the bonuses to playing in a contemporary society uh, setting because you can go, I know exactly like I've seen books, I've seen TV shows, I've seen movies. I know what this kind of character is. So you mm-hmm. can fit into those tropes. We don't have quite the same feeling for fantasy medieval characters because well, I'm going to play a hero like nobody plays a blacksmith turned fighter, except for my buddy Perry. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's not a blacksmith, right? Trying to make his way in the, in, in the world. He's a fighter. He just used to be a blacksmith, you know, as opposed to Atratus, who is a college student who's now been thrown in and she can talk to ghosts and do weird magic stuff. And weird, who was a blah, 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 and is now, you know, uh, a witch, you know, uh, Mammon, who, you know, runs a penetration company. Still doesn't have a name, by the way. So if you guys have any brilliant names, please put them in the comments, uh, because I still haven't found the name that John gave me way back when. So. Oh, um, the question that Smitty asked about what ne- was the next COD game you would like to try. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm really looking forward to reading Contagion Chronicles. Yes. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a really, really cool way that they finally come up to, like, have a built in reason to do crossover play. Well, that was what the uh, the God Machine Chronicles was. Uh, what, what was basically yeah. the start of their um, their. Uh, second edition stuff basically but Mm -hmm. yeah for those of you who aren't familiar contagion chronicle is basically this idea that sometimes the world kind of breaks in weird ways and uh humans are basically powerless and unaware to do anything about it um and so it is up to the supernatural weirdness of the night to kind of step in and go hang on we need to fix this and some of that might be because hi i'm a vampire these are my people that i eat please stop turning them into slug men um you know (laughs) i can't eat slug men you know or you're a werewolf going hang on this is messing with the boundaries between spirit and you know humanity or i'm a mage and i want to study this oh hang on this is this is going bad places i can't study this this. the abyss right this is the abyss put it back please yeah um (laughs) and so and it's got some very very interesting stuff where it's like oh yeah you have certain powers as your your group i can't remember what they call them and the the whole idea is okay, this group has unlocked this special power and it does this. Also, if you're a mage, it does this. If you're a vampire, mm-hmm. it does this. And so, you know, um, like I know there's one, it's like uh, being able to hack into um, uh, surveillance networking kind of equipment. And the mage version uh, is like, it's the mages, hunters, and like geists 
I think, or I can't remember. And they're like, oh yeah, you're like, you sh like you connect with humanity. And so you have some extra bonuses, but oh, hey, oh no, Geist and Vampire, hey, you're dead. So when you use this power, you can even use it on stuff that's turned off because it's a dead system. Oh. And so you, and I'm just like, that's fine. At the, Okay, okay, sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's got a lot of lot of crossover potential. Um, I backed it, and I was like, "Yeah, yep, go ahead. Here's my twenty bucks." Um, I because I want to see crossover powers. That's why Beast is super exciting to me because it's all mm -hmm. about that kind of crossover stuff. So, um, uh, other than that, I think um, the only thing I wanted to talk about other than that is that you know it it, it was just the two of us tonight, mm -hmm. and I know. Mammon and or John and Ash are just as happy to talk about some of these questions. So um, if you liked hearing us talk about ourselves and want to come join us in Discord and see if they'll answer some of these questions as well and get the other half of the story, yep. um, come and check us out and come hang out with us. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, we've we've got, you know, a good good amount of people in there now. There are like I was talking to a coworker the other day about how, you know, it's we don't have to respond to every message now. Like conversations are just happening, and that's that's very cool. Yeah, we me. had some some crazy discussion. Uh, oh well, real quick here. Um. Oh, hang on. Let's see here. Okay, let me go over OBS. That way, I'm not showing everybody everything. I'm gonna hide that. There we go. Okay, so John just messaged me, and he's like, "Hey, by the way, oh crap, hang on. That's a that's a sound file. What is this? Cancel." Okay, so uh, John apparently recorded some QA stuff, so I'm gonna I'm dig into that, and uh, we'll see. <laughs> um, see, uh, we we might have a we might have a special podcasty thing that we might do um, to have John answer some of the questions because he was messaging me as he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go do stuff with my wife on Friday night because." She realized we're not playing, so she hijacked me. I was like, okay, cool, that's fine, we'll see you. He's like, but I really want to answer some questions. I was like, sure, just hit me up with a list of your answers. And he didn't get them to me and just now. Oh, no, because he recorded his answers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, that uh, actually, you know what? That's going to be on Patreon. I'm 90% sure. Uh, let's just walk over here to patreon.com slash occultistanonymous. Uh, post, I'm 90% sure. Come on. New post. I'm pretty sure I can post a image, video, audio. So yeah, uh, after you're finished with this, go by Patreon and check out the Q&A from John uh, and see what he had to say. I'm going to edit it or take a look at it first. Yeah, I will mention that right now. That'll be on Patreon. I don't know how long it is because I don't think this thing tells me how long it is. It doesn't. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll have that up on Patreon after I go through and edit it real quick and check uh, sound levels and volume and uh, clean up anything that I can. Um, that way it's not rough to listen to because, um, yeah, you guys you guys get the good side, right? That's after I've edited everything and everybody sounds great. Cut those coughs out. Um, have we thanked our patrons? No, we sure haven't. We actually started the episode. We didn't even do that. So, yeah, speaking of Patreon, guys, um, uh, first off, come follow the Patreon so you can keep up with the cool little content we do. But thank you very specifically to our actual patrons, the, those who have decided to join us and give a little bit of money, which, by the way, we now do have a one dollar uh, tier. So if you're 
strapped for cash and you just want to show us, hey, I care enough to give you my dollar a month. I'll, I'll be honest, that like to me, I get choked up at the idea that somebody's like, hey, I want to give you money. Um, like we we got I think we we well, not I think we do have six patrons right now. Um, oh, my gosh. System. Is I want to make sure I'm using everybody's preferred names. Uh, but yeah, we have Claire, Noba, Ryan, Samuel, Schmitty and Thomas, uh, who all are actually willing to give us money. And thank you because, so much. Yeah. And like, I'll admit it, guys, I kind of laughed when Critical Role did this and they were like, oh, we just love our supporters and it gets us choked up and emotional. Holy crap, it's real. Yeah, Every time, every time Lonern like screenshots like, oh, hey, we've got a new patron. I'm like, I literally like walk through my whole day and I'm like talking to all my coworkers and stuff. I'm like, someone enjoys the things that we do enough to pay us for right. it. Yeah, we, we are not professional is, voice actors. We're not like, professional <laughs> anything. Well, I guess technically we are now professional tabletop yeah. RPG players. We have been given money to do this. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that label. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, I, I joked with my, I was joking with my boss about it the other day. I was like, I've never been paid to do something I enjoy before. Right. <laughs> I mean, besides work here, of course. Right. I love this job. <laughs> Please don't fire me. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, but yes, um, the, those six patrons, um, and we've got a couple others. I can see them on here. I'm trying to see here. What is this status? It doesn't show. I have followers. So you can follow our patron, uh, Patreon and see some of our content. Um, I'm, we're, we've already got the got first. kind of delayed release structure going on, right? Yes, uh, which stuff. reminds me, published, because um, uh, we have Weird's first journal, um, which Craig made way back on March 27th. So very shortly after we started, um, I posted that up on the 19th. Um, so that's been available to patrons and it will become available to the public on the 31st, uh, at which point I will post the next one to patrons and they will have that to enjoy and uh, rinse release. Um, rinse release? Rinse? Repeat. <laughs> I clearly need more caffeine. Um, so yeah, uh, so that kind of stuff is on there. Uh, we also have our um, our art, our sketches. Those are available to the patrons. Um, I'm still waiting to hear back from our artist to make sure he's okay with me putting them out completely to the public. Because I was like, I want to double check that our artist is okay with us showing works in progress. Because uh, I know some artists are like, please, please don't anybody see these. Um, right. I realized I probably should have asked that first. So I'm hoping I don't get an e angry email. How dare you show those off? Um, I will be very, very sad. Um, but uh, yeah, those those kind of things are um, they're on Patreon. Um, and like I said, we're going to do the QA, uh, audio from Mammon. Um, uh, we're going to post, um, the, I think photo guide to New York, I, I think is, is Chris's idea. Um, yep. so songbird is himself is going to go visit some, some things and take some selfies, um, and, uh, go visit some of the places that we've seen in game and see what they look like in real life. Uh, maybe we can convince him to go to Jersey City to. Um, no, not happening. OK, because <laughs> the, the even dart is actually a, uh, is an actual place. It's not called the even dart. Um, and then the cemetery that the uh, the Phantasm Society hangs out. That's a that's a real place, too. Um, just got a cool website. Um, that's how I found them. Uh, so 
But uh, yeah, so that stuff will be on Patreon. Stuff like that that we can't do as a video on YouTube um, mm-hmm. until we create a website, maybe, because apparently that's possibly in discussion with um, Ashley and Amanda. So I don't know. They, they have interest in making a website. And I'm like, I'm doing a thing that requires a website. Well, it doesn't require a website, but it can use a website. So, um, yeah. So very cool stuff. Again, thank you to our patrons. Thank you guys who have subscribed. Um, mm-hmm. And if you haven't subscribed, please do. It makes our channel look um, cooler and therefore it shows to more people. And therefore we have more folks joining our community and come join our community on discord because these crazy knuckleheads, you know, have some great discussions and I literally w- drove home and I was listening to pings as people got into a discussion about Atlantis. So, uh, yeah, the, we have opinionated folks. Everybody has been polite and wonderful. And I am going to go update our the rules channel because I want to be very clear. Y'all are welcome here. Don't be an ass. Um, that's basically the only rule. Um, the and Weedon just, rule to Internet and interaction. Like, just yep. don't yep, be a dick. Don't be a dick. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, like I said, and of course there's the Twitter feed, um, uh, which I basically only post images. I do retweet some interesting stuff that I see stuff from Onyx path or mage related stuff. Um, so that, that there is that, um, if there are more of you who follow me on Twitter and start pinging me on Twitter, I might be more active. That's not a suggestion that you need to do. I'm just letting you know, currently that's just what I use Twitter for. I tend to, I'm a lurker on Twitter. Um, so uh, I watch and I retweet. Uh, He's always watching. Always watching. Just like Chad Boswick at Alamo Drafthouse. Sorry if you <laughs> don't know what Alamo Drafthouse is. You live a dark, dark, sad life. Anyways. <laughs> true. Um, uh, other than that, I'm I'm tapped. I'm, I'm out of stuff. I think yep. we've rambled long enough. I, I, I've answered all the questions yep. that I could possibly answer. Uh, I think uh, I think most people will have checked out by at this point. <laughs> But hey, if you made it all the way here, thank you. We love you. Thank you all very much. And bye-bye. Bye, y'all. Stay lucky. See you on some werewolves next week. <laughs> See ya.